Forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. Uh, As you all know, I am on week two of motherhood. Uh, I got my daughter two weeks ago, so I'm still a little sleep deprived, as I'm sure all the moms out there know, but I am so excited to be here today because I know a lot of you have really been waiting for her, but we have today Biggest Loser Season 11 winner, Olivia Ward. So welcome, Olivia. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm uh, so excited to have you here. I think especially, you know, you and I had um, planned this, but I know you had so much travel and you were doing your cruise life and everything. And I'm really glad now that I'm in mommy mode a little bit and uh, getting to talk to you now because I know you are also in mommy mode. I am. And first of all, congratulations. Welcome to motherhood. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I know like over the years um, and people, you know, may know it or not know it, but you and I have always kept in touch over the years. And I think both of us have just, we've always been kind of kindred spirits, I think, in our desire to be mothers and to have that part of our lives. Um, come to fulfillment. So it's not only so awesome to be able to like chat with you just about, you know, weight loss and everything, but I love it that now after, you know, some time and of knowing each other that we get to like share this experience together. It's just, it's really incredible. Well, and I, I also think it's so great that you totally have been following your dreams. I do my best to do it. And I told people in the course of the show, like part of the reason I decided that I had to move forward and figure out a way to be a mom at my age. I'm 46 for those who don't know. So, and Olivia, you're a tiny bit older too, not as old as me, but, um, you know, it's like I tell people to go after your dreams and all of that. And like, what's that big, scary thing that you're afraid of? And to be honest, like in my heart, I have always, always, always wanted to be a mom. And the guy thing didn't work out. And I twisted it into like, oh, well, if I get a child first, I'll be giving up on the dream for a guy. And then in the course of doing the show, like it totally struck me that, you know, I was listening to these weird societal norms that I always tell people not to. And it would actually, especially at my age, be better to have a daughter and then, you know, figure that the rest of that out later, which honestly, I think will probably be easier because I'll be around more single dads in the course of, you know, raising my daughter and, you know, people who are grounded and cool, not all these guys who are still flakes at 50. (laughs) Right. Right. And I think it's just also like, I, like you said, we get so, drawn into these societal norms, what like feels like, oh, it has to be this certain way or it can't happen. And I think, you know, I mean, to tie in kind of what I learned at Biggest Loser, I mean, for me, I even lost weight in a very unconventional kind of um, environment, but that it doesn't matter because, you know, for me, it may not have been the norm for everybody else, but it was part of my plan. It was a part of what life had for me. And I think 
sometimes, you know, things happen the way, you know, society thinks they should go. And then sometimes it doesn't. And how wonderful is that? Because everybody's story and like their life plan, everything is unique. And I think it's just so important to embrace if you, you know, have the heart of a parent, um, you know, whether you're a mom or a dad, um, that I feel like that, that's the most important, like that if you really desire that, that there is a way to fulfill that dream and that you just need to go for it. You know what I mean? Um, and the rest just falls into place the way it's supposed to anyway. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I really want to jump into you, which congratulations on not only winning the show, but this many years, what year was it out of curiosity? Because I know you still look awesome and you're still living the life. 2010, I believe, to 2011. So it's been seven years. It'll be seven years um, in May that I won the show. So I've kept um, the weight off for almost seven years. So it's been what it's been a journey. I'll t- I'll be really honest with you. It's been you know ups and downs and sideways and but I think um, for the most part, um, you know I'm still figuring things out and working through things. It'll be a lifelong process for me, but I do feel like I have gotten to a place now where I'm really kind of happy with where I am, and I don't I tend to not stress so much about it has to be this number or it has to look like this or like what you said, it has to, I have to, you know, eat this way because society says this is the way that if you're going to be healthy, it has to be this number and this plan. And I've just kind of found things that really work for me. And so, and like I said, I mean, I feel now I'm just now getting to the point where I feel really confident and kind of sharing, you know, with people and things because I feel like, you know what, seven years is a good amount of time. Like it's, I've, I've really put some time into figuring this out. So it's really, it's, it's amazing that it's been that long. You know, it's funny that you say that because to be honest, like when I started my career, I like gave myself a 15 pound cushion. Like I was saying, oh, I lost 55 pounds when it was really 70. Um, because yeah. I was like, well, if I gain a few back, I never want to lie kind of thing. And, totally. um, it took me years to, you know, feel like, I don't know if your journey was similar to mine, but I basically went from being like really obese to, um, just so controlling with food that I was like a size zero two, um, and wound up in Overeaters Anonymous at that point because, I was just so obsessed with food that it overtook my life. Like I no longer had a life. Like I couldn't go on vacation. I couldn't do all those things. And then finally, I mean, now for me, I I'm super blessed, but it was 17 or 18 years ago. I guess I was 26. So, Oh, almost 20 that I've, I was pretty much the same weight up until like two years ago. I think, you know, I had a car accident and a traumatic brain injury and all of that. And, and so that put, an extra like five pounds on me and I'm not as muscular and like that was bumming me out. And now the funny thing is I'm not kidding you in the past two weeks of being a mom, I've lost five pounds. <laughs> Listen, then, especially so, in the beginning, it's like no sleep. You like half the time I would look at my husband and be like, wait, yes. what, wait, did we eat anything today? What have we eaten? <laughs> because yep. you're just so, 
it's, I mean, it is all encompassing, especially when they're just so little because they can't do anything for themselves. So you're just constantly really all of your attention plus some is going to them. So that does, I will tell you that that does level out. So you'll, you'll be back to, you know, kind of your more normal routine in the near future. (laughs) It's funny. I was saying yesterday, I don't know. Have you ever seen Bonnie Consolo? She's the woman who, she has no arms. Yes. And um, it's so funny. My dad used to make us watch those videos as kids if we thought we couldn't do something. (laughs) I I Um, love that. But um, the other night I was like making brown rice. Like I hadn't really eaten. I was making brown rice. The baby was crying. I had her in my arms and I needed to feed her. And I literally like was at that point where you have to turn, you know, from the boil to the simmer. And I did it like I I channeled my inner Bonnie and did it with my toes. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) It's really amazing how you're like, oh, I only have two hands. But when then when you become a parent, you're like, oh, no, I actually have four. I've got two feet. Feet are great for picking up things off the floor. Right. <laughs> All so, the things with the feet. That's awesome. I mean, it was just a burner that. and I sterilized it later. But, you know, <laughs> it was like oh, I, I yeah. didn't want the baby close enough to the heat to, you know, really I use know. my hands or whatever. <laughs> You're like, I got this. I got toes work just perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to hear, because I know there's so many people out there who are really struggling, especially at this time of year. What yeah. would you say was the thing that flipped with you? Like, why were you suddenly able to do this? You know, I think I for so many years, I... And one of the things that I really, really, really discovered um, when I was on Biggest Loser, because really for most of my life, I mean, I was always a straight A student. I was very driven. Um, I was very active in like choir and competitions. And I wasn't, I did, you know, I played sports and whatever, but it was like all of that drive and all of the things that I was doing, anytime I felt insecure or nervous or scared. I just, all those emotions just went into my food. And so I always, I was, I really can remember being back in like the fifth grade and being overweight at that point and looking around and that being the first time I really realized it, you know, cause I mean, when, when you're really small, you don't, I mean, you know, I didn't, at least I just was like, Oh, I'm, I'm amazing. And I just, you know, whatever. But I remember in the fifth grade being like, wow, I don't, I don't really look like everybody else. Like I, I'm, you know, and I was also significantly taller than everyone, everyone else. It's funny. One of the things that people, when I meet people who watch Biggest Loser, they're always like, Oh wow, you're really tall. Cause I'm five ten, flat footed. most people, First, I must have looked really short on the show because people always think I, I'm going to be like 5'3 in person. <laughs> um, but it's just so weird. But, um, you know, I, I think for me when I got on Biggest Loser, I, I just was like, I can pretty much do anything that I put my mind to. I'm just, I've always been, my parents really instilled that in us as kids. And so I always like dive headfirst into projects and things. But I had really gotten to a point where I was like, why can't I do this? Like, why can't I figure out? Why can't I really lose the weight? Why do I just yo-yo back and forth and back and forth? And I think I had just finally got to a point where I was like, I, I have to figure this out because I just, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like, I, I really had a very, at that point, a happy marriage, a happy life, but that particular area of my life was so deeply disappointing to me just personally. And it really wasn't, I mean, it was, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, let's be honest. Like I, I, everybody wants to look their best and feel their best. And I didn't, 
feel good or in my own mind, I didn't like the way that I physically looked. And I think, but even more than that, I just was so upset that I couldn't fix it. Like, why can't I fix this? So, you know, kind of long story short, my, my whole focus when I went to Biggest Loser, because I was like, listen, I'm going to be, you know, working out with Bob and Jillian. I was going to be working with you. I was going to be learning how to eat, how to cook, all these things. I knew that I was going to be able to lose the weight. People go on the show and they always lose the weight. But my thing was like, I want to figure out why I do the things that I do because I know when I go home, I can't, I can't let all this work go to waste and go right back. So I think for me, it was really, really delving into why, why in this area am I out of control? Why do I do the things that I do? So really, as I don't really work and delve deep into, you know, kind of my weight loss journey, what I really realized is I just was so terrified of failing in that that area. Like a fear of failure was a big, big, deep-rooted issue for me in this particular area. In other things, people are like, that's so weird because you seem kind of fearless in a lot of other areas. But for whatever reason, I just had this in my head. What if I really give everything? What if I just throw my whole heart, my soul, my time, my effort, my money, everything into trying to do this and I still can't do it? And the idea of that failure was so overwhelming to me that it just, I never would really fully commit to it. So Biggest Loser was kind of my first step to really being like, all right, all chips in, all cards on the table. I am going to, even if I just fail in front of, you know, all these millions of people, it's, I'm just going to go for it because clearly what I'm doing up to this point is not working and it's just making me very unhappy. And so I think that's my, always my biggest advice to to people is, you know, you've got to get to that place where you're all in, where you're going to cannonball into the deep end. Like I feel, and I'm not talking about like not doing things in moderation, but I'm talking about your commitment to it. Um, And for some people that's like, you know, signing up for, for a plan, like a Weight Watchers or whatever, a a more organized plan for others. It's like, all right, I'm going to get a trainer and a nutritionist. And for other people, it's like, I'm just going to do this at home. Whatever it is, it has to be a hundred percent. Like you have to be all in. And that has been the biggest help to me. And when I came home, it was a continuation of that. Yes, and you know, Devin, having kept your weight off for so many years, it, it truly is about a lifestyle, about doing it every day. And yes, do we have days where we get to have the cupcake? Um, of course, you know, or the brownie or things, but it's not every day. And it's because you've got that mentality of this is the way it is. This is the way my life is. And I'm all in. I'm all in on this, on maintaining this health, maintaining this gift, still working towards uh, maybe a five pound or a 10 pound. Cause I give myself um, a little bit of wiggle room because it is life. And this time of year, I would love to have a cookie and a cocktail with my friends. And that's part of it. But I think that's my biggest thing is you have to just really, you have to commit to it all in. You are absolutely right. So we are going to break right now. And when we come back, Olivia is going to tell us how she started that journey and how it has continued. So stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. 
Tune in to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. I'm back with Olivia Ward, season 11 biggest loser winner. We all know and love her. Um, since oh. uh, she left the show, not only has she kept her weight off, she's become a mom. She's a soul cycle instructor. Who And I've gotten to take her classes, which are amazing because I'm not usually into that stuff. But I love Olivia's. Um, oh. But... So we were talking about, Olivia was telling us that you need to go all in when you make this, uh, you know, when you're really ready to make the change, you've struggled and struggled, particularly if you have a ton of weight to lose. And Olivia, I'm curious. I know that, uh, you know, a lot of people say that, well, you were on Biggest Loser and that's what did it. But the truth is, everyone, you know, yes, Olivia was lucky to get on Biggest Loser. On the flip side of that, you know, if you look at the Biggest Loser contestants, so many have gained the weight back. So yeah. while that was the catalyst for you, it wasn't what actually happened. Um, so can you tell us, you know, you say go all in. What did that mean for you when you came off the show? Um, I think for me, when I got off the show, it was okay, great. So like you said, I, I mean, I am not going to lie. I won the weight loss lottery. I totally did. Like I had access to the most incredible trainers, you know, um, dietitians. I mean, obviously Devin was in my back pocket as well. <laughs> and that like that, I don't for one second even deny that that wasn't a major part of my initial success. A hundred percent. When I got home um, you know, it was, I was really scared if I'm, um, if I could be quite honest, like I was like, Oh my gosh, like, yeah, it was, it was 
really easy when I knew that I had to get on a scale in front of all America, like not to eat, you know, the things that weren't going to serve my goals and whatever. But then you get home and all of a sudden you're just stepping on the scale in your bathroom and nobody's watching and nobody knows. And, you know, so for me, I always tell people, I'm like, it's not the same, but kind of like when you, when you hear about when people, you know, leave prison, they just want to go back a little bit because they're so used to that routine. It was kind of like that for me, Biggest Loser. And when I first left, I was really nervous and scared, like, because, I mean, I live in New York. I know, Devin, you're, you're always up here visiting, and you know, like, you can't even turn your head without a bakery or a pizza parlor or something like There is food everywhere in this city. It chases you down the street. So yeah. I It really scared. does. I mean, even the street fairs, like, it's so funny oh the number of times we've been on walks and, like, you pass, you know, giant turkey legs. <laughs> I mean, like, turkey legs and funnel cakes. I mean, there is just food everywhere here which is one of the things that's incredible about this city. But like for those of us who are really trying to make a life change and all of that, it, it was really tough. And so for, so in the beginning, I kind of went the opposite direction in the sense that when I went into Biggest Loser, I went in scared, like, oh, I can't do this. And then I left scared, like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to keep this. And so I did for the first, like, I would say two to three months, like, I just did not veer off. I ate exactly like I did on the show. I just, like, I was so, I didn't want to eat anything that I wasn't used to or whatever, and I remember about three months in, um, I was actually at dinner with Bob Harper, who has remained a really dear friend of mine. And I remember he was like, at the end, he was like, um, you know, he was like, do you, would you like to have a glass of wine with dinner? I was like, oh, no, no, no. You know, I, I mean, there's like, you know, I was rattling off however many calories. And then he was like, Olivia, he was like, we're at dinner. We're going to have a glass of wine with our dinner. You can't be afraid to have a glass of wine. This is silly. Like he, and then, so we spent like the rest of the night really talking about how, how to like looking to find balance. And that was a major, that particular evening, it was a major breaking point with me. Cause I was like, Oh wow. I've really just swapped one extreme for the other. And I don't, and that's not that my whole goal was to get away from being afraid. So that from that point on, I really, really, really strive to find balance. So in the beginning, I had to be a little more structured just because that's what felt good to me. So I did one day, one treat day a month where I just for 24 hours, if I wanted pizza for breakfast, by gosh, I was having pizza for breakfast. If I wanted, you know, a cupcake for lunch, that's what I was going to have. And I found that really like in my mind, I was kind of working towards that. It was like a, like a, like a, uh, I don't know, like a prize each month. And I was like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy all month. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to really, and I would write down a little list like, ooh, I saw this. And so I wasn't just wasting my treat on like a Snickers bar. Does that make sense? Like I wanted it to be totally. really worth it. And that really yeah. worked for me for a while, actually. And then I started to be like, you know what? I got this. I got this. Now I can start doing a little bit more and seeing how the scale goes. It was all like kind of like trial and error. So now I do like one small kind of treat once a week. Like I just allow myself to have, whether that's, you know, pancakes at brunch with my friends or, you know, at, at night, my husband is a bit, he loves ice cream and there's ice cream everywhere around the city. So maybe that one week we go and have ice cream together with Harper and I always include Ben and Harper with me. So my son also, because I don't want him to be afraid of food either. You know, it's tough. You'll, you'll find out, Devin, like being a parent and especially a parent that really cares about eating well and everything. Like I want him to eat well, but I don't want my kid to only know kale. Like I want my kid to know 
that a cookie is okay, but it's a treat and things like that. So I think just finding that balance for me has been a long journey. Um, and I will continue to tweak it, I'm sure, here and there and be successful at times and not be successful at times. Um, but I have found that that once a week little treat really allows me um, to feel like I'm not so boxed in anymore. And I'll never forget when I left um, as final four, I weighed 149. And I remember Jillian was like, remember this number, because this is probably where if you're faithful with what you've done, this is around where you will live. And I just remember at the time, of course, in biggest loser mode, you know this, Devin, but I was like, 149, no way, I'm going to get down to like 120 or something just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I ended up, I, it was crazy. And when I look back on it, I just want to pat her on the back and be like, it's okay, honey, you're still in the game. It's fine. It's fine. But just know she's right. Um, and then I ended up, I finished at 131, um, or 132. And now I live, I live between 150 and 160. That is, um, I am in like pretty much a size six, eight and a medium across the board. And that is, I don't have to kill myself to stay here. I just can enjoy my life, and I'm really, really, really happy with, with where I am. And that's, you know, 20 pounds heavier than I was when I won the show, but that was like my prize fighting weight. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't stay there for very long, and I'm, I'm totally okay with that. You know what I mean? Well, and I'm glad you're being really honest about that because the truth is, like, everybody thinks, like, you know, we hear 110, 110 all the time or 120, and, you know, it's like, I mean, I'm, like, in the 135 to 140 range, and people are like, you are? It's like because everybody lies about their weight. (laughs) It's really true. It is so true. And (laughs) Yeah. And my thing is, like, I, listen, I, you know, I'm a soul cycle instructor. I ride, you know, 15 times a week sometimes. I eat really healthy, but I don't want to have to spend all my life in the gym or to get to that, you know, hardly any body fat and just like, and, and I was the same way when I left Biggest Loser at 130, 132-ish, I was like a size two, a size four. I mean, I was so tiny and that was, you know, absolutely amazing, but I was at Biggest Loser where I was able. I didn't have to have to have a job. I was working out eight to 10 hours a day. Like that was, it was for that time. And I really appreciated that time. I appreciated that I was able to kind of see, you know, the capability of what my body is able to do. But I also am like so thankful that I have found life. I have found a lifestyle. I have found something that I can hang on to for not just a year after the show, but two years, three years, four years, and now I'm getting ready to hit my seventh year. I had a baby. I gained weight. I mean, when being pregnant, I gained weight. Um, I actually gained, and I exercised and ate really, really well, and I still gained over 40 pounds. Um, but I lost, you know, within the first, I don't know, with the first, like, couple of days, I lost 30 of that 40 really quick. But it oh, took wow. me a good eight, nine, ten months to lose that extra 10 pounds. It was tough. I was like, oh, man, I haven't had to lose 10 pounds in a while. But it took me time, and I had to be patient again with my body. Um, But I love it that I have found a really nice balance, that I still have to work hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even going to act like it's easy. It's still really tough. But I don't have to just beat my body just to do something it doesn't want to do. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. And, you know, one of the things that I think about sometimes is, you know, we look at movie stars and they're all in great shape. And, like, the working movie stars, the one who are going from movie to movie, like, for those who don't know, you know, they spend 
all their time, like their job is to be in shape and then they do yeah. the movie and then they get, you know, they have their trainers, they have their nutritionists, they have all these secrets, they have these, you know, even I went to some celebrity guru person who taught me skin brushing, which I found to be insanely valuable, you know, like things like yeah. that, they have these extra secrets and things. So, you know, people across the country are comparing themselves to them. But as you said, like you have a job now. I mean, my hardest yeah. times to keep my weight are when I'm on planes. Like, you know, for years, it was like pretty much every weekend I was on a plane and going somewhere and it's so much harder to be in a routine and you're tired and you're, you know, so kudos to you for that. And then also yeah. I wanted to acknowledge something else you said. Which, you know, you mentioned that you stayed friends with Bob, and we yeah. already said that we've stayed friends. And I like to think that part of your success is not giving Bob or I credit, but giving you credit for staying in touch with people and befriending people who you know can help you if you start to fall. Absolutely. And, oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, and I've I think never that, felt like, you know, just to clarify on that, like, I've never felt like Olivia's been my friend so that if she falls, I can help her. It's, I mean, that has right. not been our friendship at all. Um, and I don't expect her to fall. But as I said, it's, you know, I am friends with a number of the contestants. And a lot of those people are the people who have really kept it off because they've really wanted to, you know, like, not change their friend circles, but, you know, be around people who lift them up in the ways that they need that elevation, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be honest, there were a handful of people that, you know, it wasn't like, well, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. But there were a lot of people who were not on board with my new lifestyle, with my new, you know, um, you know, because it does change who you are a little bit. Like I no longer was the girl at the bottom of the roller coaster holding the purses. I was now like, Hey, I want to ride the roller coaster with everybody. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. to give that kind of analogy, I was always the girl like, who was like, Oh, y'all get in the picture. I'll take it. Or, Oh no, you know, y'all go on the roller coaster. I'll hold everybody's handbags. Like I was always that girl. And, you know, I loved being a part and I always tried to make myself go to things, but I just, I could never fully participate because I just was not fully happy with who, who I, what I was choosing and how I was choosing to live. And just like, I think it was, it's just so poignant what you say is that you do kind of choose the people that are going to elevate your choice because these are hard choices. And I love the fact that I know, I know at any given point I could call you, text you be like, Oh my gosh, Devin, like I'm having such a hard time. And I know you would be there with no judgment to help me to like, you know, cry with me or hug me or laugh with me or whatever. And I think it is important to have people like that. And I also important to surround yourself with people who understand your journey. And I always have loved that about you is that like, you understand what it's like to be overweight and to struggle. And it's not just like, you know, it doesn't, it's not just easy. Like a lot of people portray it to be or or you know see it as that it is a struggle and we have to continue to choose so I think that is a big tip for people that surround yourself with people who are you know in your corner and who are willing to support you and go on walks with you and listen to you talk about counting your calories or your points or whatever because a lot of times you do talk about things like that in the in those type of journeys and it's important to have a team of friends and family who have your back 100%. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, like I, 
lately have been, you know, reaching out to a lot more entrepreneurs and things because, you know, I really want to build my business into something so much bigger. And it's that kind of thing. Like I in no way, you know, think that, um, well, I, I, as I said, I'm just, I just wanted to acknowledge you for, you know, just being such a bright light that people do want to be around you, that you clearly took responsibility for yourself and then befriended us as like, a tribe of, I mean, I don't think you've ever asked me for anything, if I'm being honest, but just (laughs) hearing, you know, that you had dinner with Bob, and then he was able to offer advice. And I mean, I know there have been a couple contestants, like there's, there's one who I kind of think of as a little sister who calls me often, and I coach her. Um, But for the most part, it's, um, you know, there, I just, I don't think in life in general, we all take all of the um, help that we could get. And I'm, I'm saying this, a tiny bit hypocritically right now because the first couple, well, the first week and a half, I feel like I've had my daughter for so much longer, but the first week and a half, I have a nanny. Like I obviously had to hire a nanny. I'm a single woman with a full-time job. Um, fortunately I work from home. So I'm around my daughter all day, whether or not the nanny is here. Um, but you know, she, she, I got somebody with a completely flexible schedule because I wanted to be able to, if I needed her at night or if I needed her during the day or if I had an event or whatever. And honestly, I didn't take advantage of the first week and a half of her doing even a single overnight. I kind of decided that, you know, the person who the baby is fed by at night is the person who she'll bond with. And so I had a little fear around that. And then I finally decided that I was like ready to pass out from, you know, trying to proofread a book and, um, and watch a baby all day that I'm like, I've got to do this. And it was the best thing ever when I got one night's sleep. So oh my I just think in oh general, we all need that help. And I want to make that a big thing here. We actually have to go to another break. But when we come back, right. I'm going to dig deeper with Olivia and find out how she's really doing it now. Um, I think I know some of it, but um, I'm sure there's a lot of secrets that she'll share with me. And of course, with you. So stay tuned. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with one of my favorite Biggest Loser contestants of all times, Season 7 winner, Olivia Ward. Uh, We all know her uh, from, obviously, Biggest Loser, and she's done so many other things. She just got back from a fitness cruise um, along with Courtney and your sister, right? Yes. Yes, Hannah, who was also on the show and who also, she was the at-home winner, right? Yes, she was at-home. Or no, Hannah, are you talking about Hannah? Yes. She came in second, less than 1% behind me. So she was basically almost tied with me. Oh. Yeah. I somehow missed that, but that's awesome. I knew you both did insanely well. Um, So I'm curious. So life after Biggest Loser. So you come home, and as you said, you had some fear around things. I'm curious. I've noticed sort of a pattern with contestants who somehow work a little bit in the fitness world tend to really keep the weight off. Do you think that's a chicken and egg thing? Or how did you end up teaching SoulCycle and doing all of that? It's so interesting. So um, part of, a big part of my story was that I was an opera singer for a long time, did lots and lots and lots of travel. I was gone more than I was at home. And so the year, when I got back from Biggest Loser, of course, I was very fortunate. I had won a little bit of money on The Biggest Loser. And, um, and the question I get asked all the time is, did you split it with Hannah? And of course I did. I split it with Hannah. And then I also split it split it with Uncle Sam in California and New York. So (laughs) after all was said and done, I did have a little bit of money left over. But I decided for the first year I was just going to pay myself a small salary, like enough to where I wouldn't have to get a job and I could just, which again, I know this is such a luxury, but that I would, to me, that was the best way to spend some of my money. Um, and, And so I could figure all this out. So I could just live, decide, did I want to go back? on the road again? Did I want to do opera still? Did I did a little bit of auditioning? And in, you know, when you first got, I got back from Biggest Loser, I was very fortunate being on The Biggest Loser and, you know, having been in such, in the public eye in such a big way, um, lots of fitness companies reach out to you. So when I got back to New York, I had like lots of different like workout modalities and different companies reaching out to me like, oh, we'd love for you to come and try our class. We'd love. So I just tried everything. I tried it all. I did CrossFit. I did bar. I did um, um, trapeze lessons. I did this whole like um, trampoline class. I did everything, like anything and everything, yoga, all of it. And then SoulCycle also reached out to me and said, and I had done some SoulCycle in preparing for my finale. And they were just very, very, supportive and they said, you know, we would like to sponsor you for the next little while to help you get on your feet and really like support you in your journey. And so I was just like, oh, this is amazing. So I started going to full cycle and I just loved it. There was something that was so different about it. It reminded me very much of Bob's spin class in LA, which I had taken a lot of on the show. And it was dark and there were candles and it was lots and lots of incredibly challenging cardio and weight 
But the thing I loved the most about it was that it reminded me so much of the way Bob and Julian would communicate with us during workouts. It was very soulful. They were very inspiring. It was very positive. It was very much about tending to the inside of your body, to your mind, to your heart, to your soul, and connecting that with the outer body. And to me, that is the magic of exercise that you could do lifelong. Like, to me, otherwise, I get bored. It just feels like you know, one of those little hamsters on a wheel. And I, I like to be with people. I like to feel really fulfilled, not just physically worked out, but emotionally and spiritually lifted and built up. And I, it was like, I just, from my very first ride, I was like, yep, this is for me. This is for me. So I just started riding, like just as a rider, like just as my exercise. And then I started finding out I was riding like two times a day, and then I had a certain instructors, um, Melanie Griffith, who's one of the instructors, not the actress, the soul cycle instructor, yeah. the master instructor, she actually had a rare form of cancer when I first started riding. I became very good friends with her, and she, when she was going to chemotherapy, could not ride her bike, but was still teaching. So then I had the amazing opportunity to actually ride her bike, so I rode her bike for her and one of the founders, Julie Rice, happened to be in the class and said, you got to do this. You've got, this is, this is what you're supposed to do. You've got, you, just the way you ride the bike, you love it. People love you. You've got to do this. And I think, you know, and I'm, I don't know if you agree with this, Devin, but that inner, like, I always say, like, that inner chubby Olivia was like, oh, no, you, you're not a fit. Like, you can all the doubt, all the, like, oh, no. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? Yeah, I have a very unique story in the fitness industry. I actually understand why most people want to exercise. They want to be healthy. A lot of people want to lose weight. I don't have like a 12-pack ripped abs. I feel like I, my body is strong. I like the way I look. But it is a very different viewpoint than a lot of people in the fitness industry that is lacking, I feel, in the fitness industry. So it was crazy how all of a sudden I all of a sudden was like, oh, my gosh, this is my purpose. Like, I love opera. I love singing. I still sing. I still do things here and there. But it was like all of a sudden I had this major passion and fire to kind of bring what I had learned to other people. And that's and I've been working for Soul Cycle in January. Well, within five years I've been teaching. And I love it just as much today as I did five years ago. And it is a hundred percent my purpose. hundred percent. You know what? That's amazing. And I'm really glad you said that you tried trapeze and you tried all these different things. Because to be honest, yeah. like I spent most of my life thinking I didn't like working out because I yeah. kept walking on a tread or running on a treadmill or doing whatever. Yeah. And then when I really started, you know, trying Hypnotica and trying other things, I'm like, ooh, I actually like this. I realized it's the time that I didn't yep. like. Like, I really felt like it was a waste of time. Like, and every time yeah. I get on a machine, my head would be so many different places. So I get the soulfulness that you're talking about. Yeah. For me, I eventually, I think you know, like I am tennis obsessed, beach tennis obsessed. And yeah. I mean, I've joked my entire life that I must have been like a mermaid in another life because there's something <laughs> I agree to with me that, about Devin. Being... I agree. <laughs> what? I said, I agree with that. You are definitely a mermaid in your former life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there's something about being on the beach that is just so rejuvi rejuvenating to me that I can't explain. And yeah. so when I found beach tennis, like for me, it was not only that combination of that meditative like ocean and all of that, but then also like my mind is... 
um, you know, like where, where does the ball go? And I need to be thinking in that way. And I think it's yeah. interesting because, you know, to hearing you talk about soul cycle, it almost makes me want to go do it, but I've done it. <laughs> and I mean, I like your class, like I, I like your class cause I like you so much, but most yeah. of the classes that I've done, like haven't resonated with me. And totally. I'm bringing this up because as we said, like we have, I feel like you and I are like soul sisters in a way. And we do have so much in common and such a, you know, sort of parallel life in so many ways. Yes. But even yes. with that, like we can both have very different ways to, you know, work out with love and with, you know, honor to our bodies and with, you know, the knowledge that this is what's good for us. And so I think too many people like, you know, if they can't afford a trainer, they just feel like they're stuck and just going out and trying everything will help you find my beach tennis and your soul cycle. A hundred percent. And I feel like, you know, I used to think, working out was about the beat down and it's about the build up. It really and truly is. You've got to find something that doesn't feel like a beat down. Now it may be a physical beat down. You may walk out and be like, wow, I just torched a bunch of calories. I am sweating, but it's got to be something that every time you walk out or whatever that is. And for some people that's going out on a run by themselves or walking or doing Zumba or whatever it is, doesn't even have to be. We're walking with girlfriends. Like, you know, yeah. the friend element of it is so important too sometimes. I I a hundred percent agree. Like finding like a community of people or, or but it it just like you said, it's about finding something that feels like a build up, that feels like that you're passionate about. That's something that every time you you do it, you're like, No, I mean I'm going to be honest, and I'm sure, I, I know you probably feel the same way. There are some days I'm like, oh, man, do I have to work out today? I don't want to. But I never, ever leave going, that was a waste of my time. That was just terrible. I, I just wish I wouldn't have sweat and burned all those calories. That's awful. Like, I always feel great when I'm done. Um, most days, truthfully, I really, really enjoy doing it. I'm excited about doing it, but I'm, I'm normal. I'm a human being. There are days that I just am like, oh, man, can we just stay in pajamas all day? I, like, I want to be that day, you know? Um, but I do think it's super important. I don't, I recently bought a jump rope. I haven't had a jump rope in forever and I've started adding, um, just 10 minutes a day of jumping rope, uh, just to do something different with my body. And it is so hard. I don't know how we all did that growing up as kids. Kids can just jump rope forever and ever. It is so tough, but I have been loving it. And jump ropes are really inexpensive and don't require a gym. You can just go in your backyard or your living room or in your driveway. And it's a really good workout. I mean, 10 minutes of jumping rope a day, like if that's all the time you had, that would be huge for your body and whatever kind of like physical goals you have. It's so true. Okay. So now, um, we are heading to holiday season. So I'm sure in addition to jumping rope, which it is brilliant for the, you know, when people say it's too cold outside, go in your basement, yes. as Olivia said, grab a jump rope for 10 minutes. The simple things Absolutely. like that can really transform. Um, yep. To that end, um, so I would love to hear your best tips for holidays. Like, how are you living life this week or the next um, few weeks, I should say? Oh, Yeah. I feel like and holidays. And I should give you the I heads was, up that we have nine minutes left, so you're going to have to fit that in, and you have to tell people where they can find you and get in touch with you and all of that now. <laughs> all right, I'll go quick. I'll go quick. Um, I think holiday season, more than anything, it's about making a plan. It's about making a plan, knowing what parties you, you're going to go to, know when they are. 
I always say if you're going to a party that night, get some exercise in the morning so you feel good about enjoying yourself at night. It's not about beating yourself up. It's about living your life and enjoying. And maybe this is where you allow yourself to kind of loosen the ties a little bit, but just know that it's, it's not every single party and that you just go full ham. Maybe you pick one or two where you're like, I'm really going to allow myself to indulge picking a cocktail. That's like something that's very, very low in calories. Like uh, any kind of, I always talk about the clear liquors, like, you know, um, vodka, tequila, like those kind of drinks with um, soda and not tonic, things like that that you can sip on throughout an evening are going to keep your calories in check you're going to feel good when you leave. You're going to feel festive and all that. Super, super, super important to make a plan. That is my biggest, biggest, biggest thing. Also, bring a healthy option that you like to a party. If it's like everybody's bringing food, yes. that you know there will be at least one yes. thing that you can load up on that's yours that you brought. But you can still have a little bit of the you know, more indulgent stuff, but you're not feeling like starving and miserable because you can't eat the entire cheese ball because that's where I tend to hover at parties is around the cheese. (laughs) Um, Well, and also for people, I mean, I'm sure you do this too, but the worst thing you can do is eat lunch at like noon and show up at the party at seven and think that you're going to fill up on appetizers. So whatever you do, have a green juice, have, I mean, what's your afternoon snack, Olivia? Oh my gosh. Like for me, I've been loving um, unsweetened applesauce with cinnamon, especially this type of year. Like I'll get like a, a cup of it, a good portion of unsweetened applesauce with cinnamon, no sugar, just the cinnamon and um, a tablespoon or two, depending on how hungry I am of natural peanut butter. I know it sounds like the weirdest combination, but it's amazing. It's like eating apple and peanut butter. And then the cinnamon is just festive. It sounds weird, but it's delicious. Well, my weird one like that is I used to, I haven't done this in a long time, but you just reminded me because I thought this is where you were going. I put vanilla protein powder in the applesauce. (laughs) It's delicious too. I've done that too. It's delicious. It's so good. And sometimes applesauce feels a little more glamorous than just eating an apple. Like sometimes I eat an apple, I'm like, oh man. And I eat apples all the time, but there's something, and if you get really festive, you can make your, you can go pick your apples and make your own applesauce. And that's real festive and super easy. Definitely. Um, okay, yes. so we only have a couple minutes left. Where can people find you and, and um, find more about the amazing things you're doing and maybe even take a Soul Cycle class? Oh my gosh. So Soul Cycle has a website. It's um, cycle.com. I have an instructor page there that shows my schedule every week. If you ever come to New York, that's my most favorite thing is have people visit. Um, I'm the most active on Instagram. I love Instagram. I love Instagram stories and posting. I post all kinds of things, fitness stuff, stuff about my child, everything. And my Instagram is at the T-H-E O-Bird, O-B-I-R-D. So one word, at the O-Bird, which is kind of weird. But um, you can also just search and Google Olivia Ward Instagram and it'll come up. And then... I had such a good time on our fitness cruise this year that we're doing another one next year, which I'm so excited about with Courtney and Hannah. Um, And we have fun, you know, special guests and we're super excited. And there's a website called thefitnesscruise.com with all the information about dates and deposits. And we had the absolute most best time on this last cruise. We did it in November. We had about 85 people and we just, we worked out and we, celebrated and we had treats and we got went on the beach together it was awesome it was so great so I can't wait to do that again 
Oh, yay. Well, thank you so, so much. I can't believe the hour is up already, but you've been amazing. It was so nice catching up with you. We have to catch up offline because it's been a while. But um, again, thank you so much and good luck with your son and the holidays and enjoying a very peaceful, wonderful rest of the year. Thank you. It's been so wonderful being here and catching up. And like you said, we're definitely going to have to catch up offline. And congratulations on your beautiful daughter. Enjoy it. Give her a kiss for me. I can't wait to meet her. I will. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.